Welcome to DC Collecticast, talking action figures and collectibles from the DC Universe. I am your host, Benjamin David. Today's episode has two main parts. Uh, one's going to be a Q&A from you guys on Instagram, at DC Collecticast on Instagram. So excited uh, to bring some Q&A into the show again. And then we have action figure insider Daniel Pickett returns, uh, the amazing pop culture and toy journalist from his website, actionfigureinsider.com. He's been there from the beginning of online toy journalism. Uh, we had him on the show before, like I said, and he returns to talk about Spin Master and McFarlane. Uh, in particular, this was recorded uh, on the 13th, this past Monday. Uh, today's the 19th, when all this stuff is finally out in the stores, but this was still as of uh, what he calls the lockout. He'll explain what that is, but at Target, um, you know, some of these toys that we're going to talk about were unavailable at the time. So he's going to get into the specifics of that. It was kind of this annoying DC News toy thing if you were following dc toys uh it was this funny thing going on in the news i was personally able to get around it uh because you know i smooth talk now but uh i did get some of these figures amidst this lockout again the, uh these figures are all out now it targeted in other stores on uh, the mcfarlane and spin master batman and dc toys um but yeah here his take, uh, Daniel Pickett's take on the McFarlane stuff, on the Spin Master, on the lockout, uh, as well as your cues uh, to our A's and our A's to your cues. You can find the show you're listening to now on iTunes, the Anchor app, Spotify, and more pod places. Again, we are DC Collecticast. Subscribe, rate, review really helps us out on iTunes. Uh, we are at DC Collecticast on Instagram and Twitter. Find me, Benjamin David, at Benjamin of David on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, feel free to DM us or email us with questions for a Q&A on the show. I want to get that going again. Uh, and again, we are at DC Collecticast and BatmanBeyondPod at gmail.com. That's BatmanBeyondPod at gmail.com. Uh, we are part of the CBI network at ComicBookINTL on all social media as well as uh, YouTube. If you want to help us out, this show, all the shows on our ComicBookINTL network, we really appreciate it. Become one of our patrons beyond uh, Batman, or sorry, uh, Patreon.com slash BatmanBeyondPodcast. That's Patreon.com slash BatmanBeyondPodcast. $1, $5, whatever really helps us out. Oh, and if you like the interviews from this show and you want to read the interviews from the show, uh, don't forget to check out my writing at collectible506.com. That's collectible506.com. Again, my name is Benjamin David. Got a bunch of Toy Fair coverage coming up and all the stuff that we're talking about today regarding McFarlane, uh, some Spin Master Batman stuff with actionfigureinsider.com. All going to find it on collectible506.com. All right, so we have Action Figure Insider back on the show uh daniel pickett say hello daniel hi it's good to be back it is awesome to have you back uh your episode was uh just so cool you are so super informative and i was telling casters corner khalil from casters who i had uh two episodes ago at this point by the time this is posted um that you know it was you and casters at the top of the list of recommendations from toyshes at toyshes on instagram uh, shout out he I met him at Toy Fair and like among the top toy journalists I think I might have told you um, but for listeners maybe first timers action figure insiders the real deal so thank you for coming back <laughs> yeah Toy Fair he's one of those young pups but me and uh, Khalil Castor have been around for a long long time I've been running into him at toy fairs and comic cons for over a decade so we go way back nice so me and Toysha's have a lot. Well, he, I mean, I have a lot to catch up with with him, but I'm even uh, fresher than he is. So I guess we have the <laughs> succession going there. 
I'm also DC focused, so I can't claim that's what blows me away with what you guys do is like, um, and I also have like other podcasts. So I guess, you know, if I just did toys, but it's amazing how much you guys cover, uh, from obviously we're DC collective cast on this show, but you know, star Wars, you guys do Marvel, everything. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a lot to, it's a lot to wrap your arms around. I was just, you know, I'm gearing up for toy fair it's coming up next month. And yes. I was, I was making a list of the companies that I want to see in the three days that I'm there. And it, uh, right now that list is 45 companies to cover in three days. And I don't know how I'm going to do all that. Oh, geez. Well, I will be there too. So we should meet up in the press room, man. Oh, totally. Yeah. Get coffee in that sweet little VIP setup. They set up for the press. That is dope. That's right. It's always, I like it too, because it's always where uh, DC sets up, so I feel like I'm Batman when I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I should say, uh, sorry, not Batman, it would be uh, Clark Kent reporting. <laughs> <laughs> you put a little uh, little hat on with a little flag in it and uh, your glasses and hit the floor. Oh my god, I would either, either, excuse me, I would either love or hate myself for dressing up like Clark Kent. That would be kind of funny though, the cosplay. If I'm a reporter, it doesn't matter, I can wear whatever I want. It's funny, my buddy Jason Jason Geyer, uh, when he he and his buddy started Raving Toy Maniac, which is one of the original big toy news sites, uh, you know, they were one of the first websites allowed at Toy Fair. You know, this is back oh, 97, I think. Wow. And, you know, they're competing against the magazines. And, you know, every, at the time, the web was still new and people thought they were upstarts and, you know. The, the the magazine people didn't treat them very well, so they decided they were going to go in full suits, both of them. Uh, and they were so hot and sweaty by the end of the first day. They were like, what were we thinking? Oh, but geez. they uh, they did it the whole time. Uh, I commend them for that. I, I don't know that I could do Toy Fair all those days, like wearing a jacket and slacks and dress shoes. That would just be mind-numbing. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do like that about it. It's this funny, it's such a funny event character wise. If you just even, you know, documentary fiction, whatever to depict toy fair is just really funny costuming wise, because you have people in like thousand, two thousand dollars suits from China doing deals with major toy companies. And then me standing there with my two podcasts. And I mean, I do write for a legitimate news source. That's how I'm there. I'm not like, I'm not not a reporter, but it's it's just funny costuming wise to to walk around there. Yeah, yeah. Let's just <laughs> hope there's not a not crippling snowfall this year like there has been some years past. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's a weird time of year. It's like February's crazy, Jersey's crazy. Yesterday was like 77. It's not 77. It was like 70 degrees uh, two days ago here. It's ridiculous. Wow. But anyway, uh, so yeah, Toy Fair definitely coming up, and we should, uh, I do want to contact some other people, I guess, to wrap up Toy Fair talk. Uh, like, I told Toy Shiz, and then hopefully casters maybe can come back, even if it's for a short, like, 10, 15 minutes, and then I could compile it into an episode and just do, like, Toy Fair previews and just talk about stuff. That's true, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you're welcome back for that. Uh, but yeah, today's uh, toy news at hand. I wanted to, uh, again, because we had 
casters on and wishes about McFarlane, I thought what we could do is start off with like a McFarlane update since we talked in detail about those figures. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, uh, go back and you can hear in detail, you know, stuff about that. But today with you, uh, Mr. Pickett, I thought we could kind of do like a McFarlane update, but then make it mostly topically about uh, majority of the episodes, Spin Masters, Batman, uh, and then jump into the Egg Attack Batman stuff that you um, posted to your website with the Dark Knight previews exclusive. This is the uh, Beast Kingdom Egg Attacks. I don't know. Before I move on, I should probably... Are these Egg Attack, per se, uh, the the Dark Knight ones, or are these just the previews exclusive? Because I also found the connection being Beast Kingdom that there's Egg Attack, uh, like Batman the Animated Series, which I am, like, flipping out about. Yeah, yeah. I... Seem to recall, yes, in the press release they did refer to them specifically as Egg Attack, if I'm not mistaken. Oh man, like ever since I saw those things on a Star Wars line, you know, I was like, I need that specifically for Batman the Animated Series since I'm an animated guy, and the Joker and Batman look so good. So I wanna, I thought we could, like, time wise, you know, maybe not as much, but definitely touch on that toward the end. Okay. Sound right? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Uh, so yeah. What do you think now the news dropped at January 2nd at about 1 a.m. about the McFarlane multiverse? Um, you know, huge news that we knew that McFarlane was going to take over. And in fact, you and I talked about that in detail of the fact that there was no uh, master toy license for DC for for now, which is just a crazy thing to be happening pop culturally. Now we're seeing, you know. We're, we're seeing the, the proof in the pudding. So now now they dropped on January 2nd, uh, both release and previews and, you know, what it, it, in every way, uh, these, these toys have dropped. So now that we're recording this uh, January 13th, you know, pretty much two weeks later, what's your take on the McFarlane multiverse? So uh, I don't have any of them in hand yet. Uh, There are some on the way to me right now. Uh, But sort of initial thoughts, uh, you you know, we saw the list leak uh, pretty early on last year. Uh, I think it was, I don't know, I know it was after Comic-Con, but we've we've kind of known or, or thought we knew what was coming. And it turns out, yes, all those lists were exactly right. Um. It's it's an interesting mix of of characters and figures. Um, it's curious that there's no real villain in the first wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Didn't think of that. Yeah, I'm such a I'm such a bad bat fan for not analyzing that. <laughs> so you know we've we got two two female figures. I I don't know. I mean the whole uh, for me I if you were going to give the license to Todd McFarlane, mm. uh, I would want them to be a little more McFarlaneized, I guess. More and like maybe the Batman will... who laughs one. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just something that has sort of Todd's spin on it. Cause right now it just feels pretty straightforward. They don't to me. And again, I don't have them in hand to, to sort of feel them and mess with them yet. They don't feel that different than what Mattel was doing, uh, apart from them being in a larger scale. I was very surprised that they kept the same 
name of the line being DC Multiverse. And I, I, I thought Mattel owned that name, so I don't know how that all shakes out. Mm. Uh, but yeah, for it to sort of, for everything to be in one line where it's like, well, we're going to do animated figures and then to do those so close after DC collectibles did them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and did them well. And I, and I actually, you know, I, I don't want to bag on, on McFarland stuff, but I, I feel like DC did them better. Uh, and by better, I mean more on model. Uh, to me, the, the three anime, I, uh, three or four i don't know if i don't know if you count that harley quinn as an animated one or not no she's technically it's based on the it's based on her original animated uh design but it is uh called the harley quinn classic and she's it's technically from a rebirth uh run of comics yeah because her yeah her face does not seem like if you put her next to the regular superman she's she sort of is neither fish nor fowl she doesn't she's not like a comic version and when you look at the face and she's not an animated version either. So with that sort of squared off head, uh, yeah, it seems like if you're going to do that design. You might as well just go all the way with the animated. Yeah. With the animated figure specifically to me, it feels like they were all designed from memory and not from using actual control art. Yes. I remember you saying this. And on, again, that's on just, Instagram. I think you said that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, again, that's just me sort of seeing them on the pictures and not not having them in hand. Uh, I think the Superman and the Batman look uh, sort of the standard comic versions look nice. I think the the two sort of uh, mech versions of Superman and Batman from the comics look really cool. I'm I'm excited to get my hands on those. Mm. Uh, and then to sort of throw in Arrow, it just seems like a sort of a scattershot first wave, you know. It seems like maybe you do like a wave of the TV figures and then like a wave of the animated figures, then a wave of the comic figures or something. But I, I, I'm curious to see, and, and you know, I'm sure we'll see it at Toy Fair sort of further plans down the road if, if they continue this sort of wide spectrum release of waves. Because uh, this is actually a lot of figures for McFarlane line, too, uh, to launch with. You know, normally, like, you know, when we had got Game of Thrones, they launched with three figures. Mm-hmm. Star Trek, they launched with two figures. So to get like this many figures in one wave uh, is unusual. So uh, I'm curious to see how they will continue that moving forward. And then the, you know, there's that sort of uh, mini wave within there where you can build the that Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a little painful that those <laughs> figures are like $5 more than the others yeah. when we're sort of used to the build of something being the exact same price. Uh, when really so you're we'll, just getting like a pretty much a hot wheels out of it. Like, yeah. I think it's, it's bigger than that, I think, but uh, yes, in theory, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, will we continue to get, I mean, will there be a line of these, that scale of vehicles? Like every wave, three will have like some piece of something. I'm just, Oh, sorry. So Batmobile, yeah, features rolling wheels seven inches in length. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, huh. So it's like a really long, I wonder if it's die cast. 
I don't get the sense it is. I mean, I know the connection parts look like they're plastic because, you know, Todd did a, a video where he clicked them together and popped them back apart. So. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah. He did a little, uh, like, Instagram live stream where he was showing off some of the figures. And, and it's actually a little cooler than I thought. And I guess if it rolled, how did it roll in the video? Did it look good? Uh, I don't think I saw him roll it. He was just holding it in his hands. Yeah. And then, I'm interested then to the see what first. Like- the first vehicle is this sort of that, that bat raptor thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't think that's appeared in a comic anywhere. I think that is straight from the McFarland team. So no, it says, uh, I'm on the website. Uh, it's from the DC comic, the Batman who laughs collectible art card with bat raptor artwork on the front. So I guess it's from one of the, um, metal ones. Runs. Oh, he he rode that around in, in the metal run? Yeah, the Bat Raptor is a state-of-the-art three-wheeled open-air roadster built by the Dark Knight himself. Uh, wait, so it says, Bat Raptor vehicle is based on Batman's Batmobile in the DC comic, The Batman Who Laughs Included, collectible card art with Bat Raptor artwork on the front, character by... Uh, yeah. Huh, all right. I didn't... I have never read... Uh, that run, so I didn't recognize it either. I thought it was yeah. new. And but I yeah, guess yeah. so that it's scaled for the rebirth, or I guess for any of the seven inchers to to ride it like he would in a the um what is it? Dark Knight movie. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Huh. They they when they sent the press release out they had kind of a an opaque grayed out figure on it showing you how he would ride it, so so you're, you don't sound overly, uh, I, and this is interesting cause I, I've been super excited about these, uh, but also hearing criticisms and the past two episodes, there was just a little more, uh, enthusiasm, but it's also good again to see a different side of it. Like you're, everything you're saying is, is totally right. I do see, um, what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's it definitely could have, especially with McFarlane's potential to be like Toysha's was saying the, the, you know, when he first heard that, that they would have access to the license, the very first character that came to his mind was the Batman who last specifically, like you're saying McFarlane eyes, right? Like make it. Yeah. I, I was saying to, to both Toysha's and casters that I always envied walking dead fans because I wanted those walking dead like, I wish that I was more of a Walking Dead fan because those figures were so well done. And in terms of specifically detail, at the price range and availability, you could go to Walgreens and pick up, like, ten different Walking Dead guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, super gory, super detail for that. Again, price range and availability. Now to bring that to DC. So the first character that came to his mind, he said, was the Batman Who Laughs because it's garish. It's, you know, dark, yeah, totally. uh, gruesome. So, yeah, that's a good point. Like... Uh, why aren't they maybe doing more of that? <laughs> and I'll be curious too. the decision to make them seven inches. Uh, that that's always a, a tough swing when anyone, especially follows another really prolific line to get collectors to buy back in. Like, you know, just the thought of, okay, we're going to start all over in a new scale. Uh, and I know DC, the original DC Direct was kind of a seven-inchy line, mm-hmm. uh, but the more recent 
offerings from DC collectibles have been more six inch scale. So, you know, Mattel in over 10 years put out hundreds of figures at a six inch scale. And now you're basically saying, all right, here we go again, but these are, these won't fit in. And uh, I'll be curious to see if everyone jumps back in with the, with the scale difference. Yeah, it is a total reboot of scale. Yeah. Um, nice. But, so you know, is there when, anything you, else? when you think about, you know, even when you think about Todd's, you know, he's getting ready to do a, uh, a DC black and white statue. Mm. Uh, and, you know, Todd's done some Batman covers. He did some really cool things for, uh, you know, Batman Year Two. Like when you think about how McFarland does capes and things, like yeah. just to sort of see that you know, guy standing waiting for a bus version of the rebirth Batman. It's just sort of like that. Really? That's, that's our first Todd McFarlane Batman figure. Like I really thought there'd be, you know, big years and big crazy capes and, you know, dark washes and, and that sort of thing. So uh, I, I was surprised how, uh, you know, straight a translation it was to kind of what we've seen already. I just thought he'd, I don't want to say swing for the fences more, but I thought he would put his own personal spin more on something like that. And maybe, you know, maybe that comes in subwaves or, or later down the line after they establish it a little more. I, I don't know. Again, I'm curious to see his, his plans on that. Nice. Um, so you want to move on to Spin Master? Sure. Yeah. And the other kind of weird that this, this goes for both yeah. McFarlane and Spin Master because I've been, I've talked to reps from both of them. Uh, there's something kind of weird going on with uh, just how this was rolled out. You know, initially uh, entertainment earth came out and said, Hey, here's the preview of a bunch of this stuff, pre-order it now. And then stuff kind of started leaking and like, at a lot of targets now, both the Spin Master and the McFarland stuff are locked out at the register. Yeah, talk to talk about until that until the nineteenth. I don't understand what's going on with that. What do you guys? What does that all mean? I had heard, and here's the here's the other kind of kooky thing. And again, I've been you know there, I've been talking to a, a rep from Spin Master and a rep from from McFarland. I was told <laughs> that they were both cleared day and date to announce and start selling on January 1st. Okay. And apparently, you know, uh, entertainment earth went ahead and I don't know if they had full permission or not. What happened? Then everyone else kind of started putting their pre-orders up. And then I guess, uh, yeah, Amazon, <laughs> yeah. Amazon put their pre-orders up, but said the stuff was shipping. I think the 19th. And that kind of caused a, a ripple effect because even though like you went and bought some of the Spin Master stuff right now, right? You have some in hand. Um, no, I didn't actually get them. I was going to wait. Oh, okay. And then I go back the next day and everything was gone and replaced by Jurassic Park. And I was so pissed. Yeah. So Because I had here... just gone on a toy hunt like two days before. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, it was the first time I didn't even expect them. So I was like, oh, great. Like this is a new thing I'll be seeing. And then they were gone. Yeah. So they haven't even officially been announced. Like uh, Spin Master has not put out a press release saying, hey, these are available now. Here's what you get. They don't even have 
anything about them on their website as like a category of a license. So I think they're waiting until the 19th to sort of make this big rollout, even though almost everyone on earth has found them. It's like the worst kept secret in the world. <laughs> so uh, it, it's been sort of interesting because, you know, they're launching a pretty, pretty hefty line themselves. You know, there's two packs and there's store exclusives and there's vehicles and there's larger figures, you know, uh, yeah. just for all that stuff to, be in stores and especially you know the two largest retailers and you know, the manufacturer is still like well we're not going to talk about it yet you know it just seems a little clumsy with this whole rollout and and i don't know if that's partially due to there were some pretty significant layoffs that happened at the end of the year within warner brothers consumer products and some of the people that put these deals together aren't at at Warner Brothers anymore, or at a, or in a different role now, and I don't know if that sort of messed things up, but uh, it just seems—I uh, don't know—it it seems clumsy and weird that this whole thing for for kind of both companies. I mean, uh, McFarland at least put out a press release and a lot of pictures and some information, but you know they were surprised that Target is holding this stuff back too. So. I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of messy and weird, and I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah, especially when there's a peg that has been there. I have gone back again. So we're January 13th. So for 11 days, I've been to Target. I don't even know how many times. I don't know if I've missed a day. And there's a peg with the McFarlane thing hanging over it, and no McFarlane. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And it's one peg. It's the biggest tease. It's like don't. Either do what Spin Master just did, which is, again, apparently, like, on the opposite side of the aisle you had. Uh, and they were Target exclusive, too. I was like, yes, like, this is so freaking exciting. And I didn't expect to see them at all. Like, I was on a, I've been on, on the hunt for um, the multiverse as well as um, the, wow, how am I drawing a blank on it right now? It's right in front of my face. The Imagine-X uh, minifigs. Oh yeah, so I just love what they're what Imagine X has been doing with DC. You and I talked about that. You got me into that, so you basically got me into a new addiction. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I got the uh, Batman eighty Batman eighty years justice. I'm also on a bit of a Batman eighty hunt. While that stuff, so you know, since it was last year, the eightieth. Now that you know, there's probably not going to be there's limited availability of it at this point. I want to get what I can find now that I like. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I just saw these things out of nowhere and then it's just so weird. Like either do it, either do what, uh, spin master did, which is replace it with Jurassic park and stop teasing me or hang those things up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, but that's not even spin. Ma that's just target making these sort of weird arbitrary decisions. Okay. Cause I think the cases are marked. They can be put out after January 1st, but target has decided we're going to hold them. And lock them out at the register. Oh, so Whereas this is Walmart's okay. So yeah, like, let's sell them. Let's get them out there. You know. Yeah, I guess that's what I was confused about. So it's it's the the store of Target that's just deciding we have these things, but we're not going to put them out. Yeah, it seems like it's Target and Amazon that are holding this this rule. And I and again, I don't know if 
Spin Master asked them to do it, but they're doing it like sort of store wide, and I don't know why. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, so I guess the figures themselves, I found when I was there, uh, and thank God I took pictures of these things. I'm glad that I, I document, I mean, I always try to document what I can for DC or if not always. Um, so one was, and, and the through line here is the creature chaos is kind of the, which is also the name of no. Okay. So there's a couple things going on here because there's that tie in comic of the caped crusader line. Right. That's a Target exclusive, that comic. It's $10. Okay. So that is a Target exclusive of the comic, which is weird because yes. the, the comic doesn't say that it's a Target exclusive, at least on the cover. Um, and, it, and it doesn't mention the toys anywhere. No. That's very, Yeah, because I, yeah. I bought it, and I'm like, I don't see the word Target anywhere here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's more yeah, so, expensive because, you know, Walmart has those exclusive 80 page giants that they do, or I mm. guess they're hundred page giants and they're cheaper than the target one. So I don't know how that works out, but targets yeah. charging 10 bucks for it. Huh. Um, what do you think? So there's uh, the specifics, the ones that I saw, and again, you can check us out on my Instagram at DC collect cast, um, the creature chaos, Batman. So this is in the, Target exclusive Caped Crusader line, and I'm glad that you confirmed that. Love having you on <laughs> to confirm information. Uh, yeah, well, we see Caped Crusader for these Spin Master. They're four-inch figures, uh, and this was uh, the... But then on the back, it says Creature Chaos, and I guess that's kind of like the... Because uh, the, the the other through line there is it's also on the, um, the, the Creature Chaos Clayface with exclusive Batman... Um, bat cycle set. Okay. So I yeah. guess creature chaos is like, I don't, I don't know. What would you call that? The just kind of the, the subline name, you know, cause the, it, they seem to be doing, uh, there's kind of two different waves. There's the, the Cape crusader, which is just Batman characters. Mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, what is it called? Something heroes that, you start getting into the rest of the, the justice league. So it's like, you know, they're, they're using this, uh, this idea of they've built in this, the, the blind box piece of, for this line where you, you open there, there's hidden accessories in each of them and you find out what mission they're going on and stuff. Oh yeah. Three uh, mystery accessories. Okay. So yeah, maybe yeah. it's like a storyline type thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you get a regular, you know, just the standard figure, the card uh, opens up and there's a, a pamphlet inside that says, oh, Batman's going to one of these four places in this mission. And then the accessories that are hidden in the boxes tie into that. And there are chase figures in the Batman line. And I guess there are more rare accessories and accessory colors to to it and i don't and i think you know you could buy two of the same batman and they would be on two different missions and have two different sets of accessories if you if you were going to go that route and then it all assumingly ties into the comic 
Uh, I think the comics just uh, is just sort of, hey, here's some of the, you know, if you're not familiar with, say, King Shark, because he's not necessarily a Batman villain. He's more of a Flash villain. Uh, It's just sort of a a crash course, I I guess, in some of the DC (laughs) universe. Because the other thing worth noting, I don't know if we did, is that the comic is also the same design as the figures. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, you know, we're starting to see there's a uh, like a big deluxe Batman that's out. Like you said, there's a couple of those two packs. I think there's two different King Sharks. Okay. There's a, hammer, there's a hammerhead version and more sort of a, a shark face version. Uh, yeah, one's bigger, right? I, well, I, don't, I haven't seen them in person yet, so I'm not sure. I haven't really okay. compared, but... Uh, and then, you know, you've got the, the Cape Crusader line and then the whatever Heroes line, too. So that's, that's a lot kicking off. And, oh, and then there's also uh, the, the 12-inch line, which my friends and I affectionately call the shampoo bottle line. <laughs> sort of they're meant for grab it for your, you know, you're on your way to uh, someone's ninth birthday party. So <laughs> run in there and grab a figure. Which I had heard initially they were only going to do, they were going to kick off only with those 12-inch figures because they sell so well. And then I, I think it was around October I heard, no, they're they're putting together a 4-inch line too. So, huh. uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I know everyone's had to work very quickly on this. And again, you know, sort of the packaging on these, uh, it looks like Warner Brothers just made everyone a real sort of slave to the style guide because the card still looks a lot like the Mattel Mission Masters because that's what the style guide dictates. So again, it's it it's something that doesn't really set itself apart as much as you would think you would want to if you had just bought a brand new license that you were taking away from someone that had had it for over 10 years, you know? Yeah, it's the opportunity to freshen it up all you want. Yeah. Just, again, I, I mean, were we getting for, a lot of? We didn't. Really, we weren't really getting any four-inch Batman figures for a bit. No, we weren't getting four-inch, but I, I'm talking about sort of that the six-inch. Uh, yeah, the the Mission Masters that that Mattel was putting out those sort of you know lower price point, fewer paint ops. Yeah. Uh, figures like that they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we used to, I mean, we've got Infinite Heroes from Mattel. That was a pretty, that was a clunky line that was, <laughs> had their fists bigger than their heads. But, uh, you know, they, they put out a lot of characters in that. And they did runs for, four-inch runs for each of the movie properties all the way up through, was Green Lantern the last one? Or did they do some for... No, they, they did all the way through, like, Dark Knight. Because they were Bane ones. Yeah, they were Bane ones. and Yeah. So, yeah, they did a pretty... Each of the, the movie lines, they, they would do four-inch figures for. But, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's... Uh, for all of the DC product, I was surprised it didn't separate itself more. Mm. You know, the, the, the thing for... Spin Master seems more the concept, like that, adding in the the blind box 
experience with the figures is kind of what they were counting on to make themselves different. And again, it, it seems like, you know, I think they're trying to capture both the kid and the collector. Uh, but it seems, you know, to, to combine the, hey, here's a blind box thing that you have to open with, all right, all the first waves are going to have this first edition sticker. It's like, well, are we supposed to open this or not? <laughs> you know, nah. it's like, am I supposed to preserve it because it's first edition or am I opening it? Uh, mm. I guess it just kind of depends on how you how you collect and display your stuff, but. So they're confusing the toy slash collector market. <laughs> or or they're just trying to, you know, cast the widest net, you know? They're like, mm. kids love unboxing things, so let's put something in there for them. And collectors love hanging things on their walls, so let's put slap a sticker on there for them, you know? So you and again, with, with a reach this, for fan service? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, everyone, again, with anything else, everyone's just going to collect what they like, and, and that's what they should do. Uh, it's not like if you bought all first editions of these and put them away, you're going to put your kid through college. Like, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> uh but, uh, you know, with, with this robust, again, for sort of both McFarlane and Spin Master, with this robust of opening lines, I'll mm. be curious to see how much they have to show us for what's coming down the line uh, at Toy Fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. an exciting time for all this stuff to drop right before, especially for my show, for my interest, for my niche of uh, collecting an interest. Like, I, I was pretty lucky, and hopefully, though... Like you said, maybe some of the stuff that they could start to differentiate themselves. And maybe this is the, uh, you know, we're going to talk about do a uh, crossover after this for Star Wars. And like, it's one of the for big forgivenesses I'll get. Forgivenesses? Uh, it's one of the reasons I forgive Force Awakens a little bit for basically being a remake. Because it's like, we're back. And we right. promise we're going to give you what you like about Star Wars. So I just had higher expectations for the following two films. So it's like with this, maybe maybe this is the Force Awakens for uh, Spin Master and McFarlane to say, hey, look, we can make all the stuff from animated to, you know, I mean, I like the Arrow show as much as I like. I can't stand that whole CW verse and I don't want to like rag on. I just per, for me, it is not my thing at all. So to get to go from, as you said, like to go as wide as you possibly can uh be it in that case you know arrow to animated to movies whatever or comics um you know to to do that with mcfarlane it, like you said maybe they're checking a lot of boxes with spin master as well and then they could start focusing hopefully at toy fair as you're saying we'll start to see some uh, maybe hey this is what our, this is what's going to be our spin on it. Because the other exciting thing, too, is availability. It's like, at least as a Batman collector, whatever's out there, I'm just excited that finally, like Target specifically, that there's going to be, and Walgreens, that there's finally DC figures back that, you know, I like, again, the mission lines. I think that, I always say that I, I think Mattel went out pretty strong with, with their at least their last year of both multiverse and missions. But I don't, you know... Uh, before that, it was pretty a huge dry spell, in my opinion, at the, the availability of Target. So to now have this, I, I agree. Like, I really hope it, at Toy Fair, maybe these companies can show some new stuff. Yeah. And, but again, 
not all of that was Mattel's fault. A lot of that was the buyers for the specific companies, you know. Mm. So okay, uh, we'll we'll see how that all pans out. If you know how, how long the honeymoon lasts, as it were. <laughs> now I'm curious though, why you don't like the Berlanti verse on the CW? Uh, no, it's just so when I say that, I when I say I can't stand it, it's it has. So my history with the Berlanti verse is kind of positive. Like it started off, I, I never was a fan of Arrow, but I did really appreciate the first two seasons of Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got into Legends, and but I don't. I think it's just it's a version of those characters that only lasts so long when you have to put out 24 episodes a season. Oh, I see. yeah. I think it's just symptomatic. I think the problems that I have with it are symptomatic of the production pressures that they are under in terms of volume of episodes. Like, I think that if they had the ability to do like 13 episode seasons, that those shows just would have a lot more um, like quality. And I don't think, and I'm really impressed with, and each one of them, I think would have been much stronger also if they just ended it after three seasons. Like, especially if you're going to do 24, I think if you just tightened them all up and I think that's true of a lot of television now as well. I, I don't, so this is why, again, I'm not blaming like them, like the people making it or the actors or whoever, but right. I think TV in general, is just that conveyor belt version of TV uh, suffers quality wise. And then that I also tuned back in recently and watched the crossover and that was just hard to watch, to be honest. Oh really? Yeah, especially well, at least the Conroy stuff. I'm not a fan of like all the a lot of the other characters, like I said, but I wanted something a little better out of. At least for me, it just was not for me. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Uh, I have another. Uh, <laughs> you're, are you a fan? I take it of the C Dub. Uh yeah, I have been. I mean, I, you know, I get it's a little soap opera y and stuff, but I also have a now 16 year old daughter that you know she dug the flash and it's like oh i can sit and watch the flash and supergirl with my daughter this is great you know yeah that's that would be fantastic sure i initially took my i think well how old was she at the time 11 or 12 i took her to see man of steel because it came out father's day weekend and i thought well this is going to be recapturing like when my folks took me to see superman the movie like take my kid to see a superman and it was so dark and so god awful you know just that last half hour of murder porn you know and then it ends with him snapping someone's neck we all just came out of the theater like shaking like what did we just witness like this was terrible this is not superman yeah i wasn't a fan of most of those movies and so for sort of when you see supergirl and they start like uh, you know, adapting some classic Superman stories like, you know, the man who has everything and stuff like that. You're like, oh, there we go. There's there's someone happy to be a hero, like <laughs> still has problems and stuff. But, you know, it's not all misery because you have superpowers and stuff. So that's what oh. I appreciate, you know, uh, uh, and in addition to just the the incredible range of characters we've, we've been able to see in live action. Uh, like I love the little Easter eggs they put into them. Uh, yeah. Of other stuff, like I, you know, that I just love that. So yes, I'm a fan. Yeah. No, and right. I, I loved, I, you know, with the with the Crisis crossover, I loved that, you know, 
especially that kickoff when we, you know, we knew probably Burt Ward was going to be something related to the 66 universe, but then to bring in like Robert Wool from 89 Batman to actually have a scene from Titans in there. Like it was like, Oh, this is great. It's so much bigger than we thought, you know, uh, I love that. Yeah. Now it was a production. All those shows are a feat of production. I do appreciate the hell out of them. And again, I was, um, I think it's just a more, maybe a matter of tuning out and it was just like, some things are your thing at a certain time and some things are not at a different time. Maybe it's that. Um, yeah. I but don't I, I don't disagree. Like flash would be a much tighter show at 13 than 24. Like there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of filler. I, I completely understand what you're saying there, but for, for what they are and the versions of characters that appear in them, uh, they, they delight me. Agreed. Yes. For what, for what they are, it's, uh, and yeah, like for DC fans, it's crazy. They just dig through those boxes unapologetically which is uh what you want and it's another thing too with people like the marvel people who just automatically like crap on dc and i'm like even if it's not your thing they have been doing seriously successful you know comic book crossover level television for dc for nearly a decade at this point so you know dc has a ton and you know dc animation and there's a lot of stuff that dc has that uh, you know, Batman, a lot of things that DC has that yeah. Marvel, uh, sorry, will never have. So that's pretty cool. So Not I have never. another. I mean, who uh, knows? Uh, Hopefully I Marvel have... does come out with a cool animated show. I have no idea. Uh, they are. They're, they're, they've come out, they're coming out with their what if. On Disney oh, yeah, Plus. the what if. That's animated. You're right. It's going to be. I know a little bit about that that I can't share, but it's it's Ooh. going to be incredible. Yeah. Uh. Well, it's share well, well worth your time. Share when and if you can, please. All right, all right. <laughs> so I have another um, DC toy question that we yeah, did yes, talk please. about ahead of time. Did you were you able to track down the new DC Lego minifigure wave that came out right at the first of the year? I was not, or I did not have my eye out for it to be honest. So yeah, the, you know, Lego's been doing those minifigure waves of sixteen figures. I think this is wave. I don't know. I think we're wave 16 or 17 now. Uh, and they just released a whole wave of DC characters. Uh, let me see. Let me get my sheet out who we have here. Well, I think I remember this from, I don't know. I think I remember slightly seeing something about, like you said, they're just minifigures that they're selling. Yeah. So they're the blind bag figures. Uh, it's Mr. Miracle, uh, Golden Age Wonder Woman. 90s Aquaman, Stargirl, Sinestro, Cheetah, New 52 Superman, the Simon Baz Green Lantern, Cyborg, uh, original Detective 27 Batman, Huntress, Metamorpho, Joker from uh, Dark Knight, uh, Bumblebee, Jay Garrick, and Batmite. Are the, Good are Yeah. And they came out literally, I think it was... I, I found them, I guess I found them before the new year. I found them, it was after Christmas, but before it had to be like the 29th, I think I found them. And I found them initially at Kohl's of all places, huh. found a fresh case of them. And I, I pulled out 12 of them and got 11 different figures. So I did pretty well with my Lego whispering, uh, but I guess Walmart's <laughs> getting those in too. 
So if you're a, if you're a DC fan, it's a it's a fun little line. To, yeah, to this those. is huge. My God, it's such a, a vast amount and like obscure, you know, or I should say, deep cut characters. Not your everyday DC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like specific versions: Dark Knight Returns, Joker minifigure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that's what I love about. We talked about Imagine X. I mean, they just go crazy with with the diversity in those blind bags, and it's fantastic. Yeah, they do. They're a lot of fun. Uh, so you want to yeah, do a like lot. five I, minutes? I was able on to those... pick up a few more uh, Imagine X. When I was back home, because uh, I live in L.A. and there's not a lot of Walmarts in the city limits. You have to mm-hmm. drive far away to get to a Walmart. And right now, Walmart's the best place to get Imaginex new stuff. Uh, so when I was back home visiting my folks in Oklahoma, I was able to find the new like Batman and Huntress Imaginex set, the Black Mask set, uh, the roller skate Harley Lobo, and then there's a Wonder Woman and Cheetah. So I was able to find all those while I was back back in Oklahoma. That was nice. nice. Back in the land of 24-hour WalMarts. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I I picked up on that uh, when I started getting into the Imagine X stuff. Looking again, started off with Multiverse, but then I saw the Imagine X ones, and I was like, oh. I got to pick these up, like based on our conversation on the show. Um, so I picked up the blind bags and then I expected to see them at Target and I have not seen any. I saw them at Walgreens, but I did not see any Imagine Next at uh, Target. Yeah, Target had been carrying them and they still have uh, like a Batmobile and stuff right now. But once the Jurassic yeah, so I Park saw that. Imagine You're right. I shouldn't say in, any they... Imagine X. I did yeah. see the Batmobile. Once, once the Jurassic Park and the Toy Story were released, they drastically reduced the Batman or the, and the DC stuff for now. So I'm hoping that turns back around and we, we see them there again. Because I, I have found some of the blind bag waves at Target in the past. So hopefully the, the newish Target buyer will get back in on that. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It was a ton of Jurassic Park and I forget the other franchise. It's probably Toy Story 4. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Man, you know your stuff. I love it. <laughs> I'm out yeah. there a lot. Out there a lot. Nice. Um, so do you want to do like five minutes on the Egg Attack Batman or five or ten, and then we'll jump into some Star Wars? Sure, sure. Awesome. Um, so yeah, again, this and you, is going to be... you might actually know more about these than I do. I just kind of got the press release and, and put it up. I, I don't, I don't know that I own any egg attack figures currently. <laughs> well, no, what's exciting is I, so uh, specifically the company is beast kingdom. Uh, and I'm a bit of a star Wars collector. I can't necessarily say I'm one anymore. I follow star Wars toys slightly now. Um, like I stay up news wise, but I don't per se I definitely can't call myself a current collector uh, of Star Wars, but the one of the things I always saw when I was a little paying a little more attention, the Star Wars egg attacks, like seeing Vader, seeing um, stormtroopers, all these characters with these adorable yet really cool-looking um, 
well-made. I, I mean, how big are they? Six inch? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah, so they're six inches, and then their head, egg attack, is because it, it evokes an egg because the head is, like, a slightly oversized without being, like, too cartoony, but just enough where it's, like, cute slash funny. And I've always wanted it to come out for Batman, especially Batman animated, which, you know, if you know my Above and Batman Beyond podcast and my obsession with anything Batman animated, I thought even more with animated, not just because it's my thing, but it would adapt more because it's a cartoon, you know, itself. Yeah. So I saw these. Uh, so this is from August 13th. Uh, I saw an article, you know, and I've seen them since of, of the, the Batman, the animated series ones. But you, what made me think of that was that you posted recently the press release for the Dark Knight uh, previous exclusive from Beast Kingdom. Yeah, the, it's a pretty robust lineup covering all three movies. Uh, well, I guess not. Well, I guess they don't have Rayshaw Ghoul, so it covers two of the three movies. Uh, there's two Batman, there's a Joker, a Bane, a Two Face, and a Catwoman. Uh, all in that, you know, like you said, they're very, very stylized. They all come on a base. Uh, they all got sort of those big, I don't know, it, it sort of reminds me of the those paintings of the sad children that used to hang on your doctor's office walls. <laughs> Uh, with, the, the, with the big sad eyes, you know, yeah. got very pronounced like pupils and irises in their in their eyes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just kind of in in figure form. And again, you know, everyone's trying to find that, uh, you know, alternative to pop vinyl. So there's there's still a lot of sort of cute stuff being produced out there. Everyone's hoping to to find the next the next big thing. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. These, uh, th- these are like you said, Beast Kingdom. Previews has been doing a lot of exclusive stuff with bringing Beast Kingdom stuff to to the U.S. now. So, th- you know, it makes it super easy because you can just go in and order these out of previews in your comic shop, and they'll just as soon as they show up, your your local retailer will bring them to you, and you don't have to go like search out the whole wave somewhere, which is always nice. Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said before, so what do you think of the the look of them? Do you like, um, do you like the Dark Knight? Do you like the Batman animated series ones? I don't know that I saw the Batman animated series ones. I think I kind of looked those up. Um, Batman and Joker. Okay. I don't know. I'll be curious to to look those up and see because, you know, Batman the Animated Series is always already so stylized mm. to then put another style on it. You know, it's kind of that idea of a hat wearing a hat. <laughs> do you do you need that? Good uh, point. But if you but if you dig it, you know, because I, I know you already love that aesthetic and you think they're cool, then yeah, uh, they probably did a good job on it then. Yeah, it's uh so the Batman one is six inches plastic, uh, illuminated eye function, so those white. BTS oh, eyes cool. light up. Yeah. And I always love that about the egg attack. Uh, Vader was that he lit up. I was like, yes. Um, other cool thing, real cloth and costume cape. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's some accessories too. They got alternate cowls, uh, three alternate lower face parts, seven hands, four batarangs and a grapple hook. This thing is sweet. 
Nice. But I do see what you're saying. That's a good point about <laughs> like a hat wearing a hat. I like that. Yeah. It's. I was back, you know, like I said, I was back in Oklahoma visiting my folks, and I still got some stuff up in their attic, and I was pawing through boxes, and uh, I came across. I had even even more uh, carded Kenner Batman, the animated series stuff up uh, in their attic. I was like, Oh, look at all these. I would die for that. Fine. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's always fun when you kind of go back and actually uh, I I knew I had some vehicles too. So I was digging through there and I found, Oh, I've got the original Batmobile and bat plane up there. And I know I've got a couple of others that I didn't come across yet, but I was, I was happy to find those. I back in the day I had the the Robin Dragster. I don't know if you know the story on that thing. Uh, oh, is that one of those cars that? Because there was also like a Bruce Wayne Dragster thing. Yeah, right? there was the Bruce Wayne Custom Coupe. That was a fun one where <laughs> the car would transform him to another character. That was the, <laughs> the Robin Dragster. You know, again, it was just it's a made up sort of Kenner vehicle. It's like this yeah. big sort of four by four thing but uh it was released and no one really cared about it and uh then the the factory that made it burned down and the molds melted oh my god and it suddenly became this really (laughs) sought after piece i mean i I think at its height it was going for like 350 dollars it's it's kind of cooled off now i think it's about 100 bucks if you can find it uh, loose and 130 in a box but for a time it was like this crazy desirable uh vehicle uh back in the back in the day of the batman animated line i just love kind of coming across those you, you know the made-up vehicles uh, <laughs> yeah uh and and some of that stuff just it's so quintessential kenner to me that i just love it you know and it was, it's funny because I was grumpy about it back in the day. Like, ah, this wasn't on the show. But now I'm like, oh, I kind of want that. Well, I remember seeing that. I like that. <laughs> so Now it has a charm. Now it has a charm to me. Exactly right. Nonsensical charm is always nice. Yeah, yeah. And I was surprised, too. I, I came across a box of uh, Batman Forever figures. Yes, I saw I this on your Instagram. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. I want that entire box. And I was not a, I was not a fan of that movie, but I no. clearly got the figures and I, and I posted that kind of like, oh, look at this stuff. And I was surprised how beloved they were. <laughs> like everyone was just like, oh my gosh, that's so great, you know. Uh, like for me, I would like, oh, if I had more of the, the Dark Knight collection from the previous movies, like I would be really stoked about that. I've got some of that stuff, but. Again, like there was a lot of goofy variants that now I'm like, oh, I totally have that. <laughs> but back in the day, I'm like, oh, that that didn't. I wanted a movie. I'm not gonna get that. So I don't know. What do you know? Is your taste your taste change over time? And but yeah, I was. I just. I was. I was shocked to see how uh, sort of uh, excited that people were of that Batman Forever stuff. So it was sort of charming. Now I'm happy I have it. But uh, when I found it, I was like, did I really buy this one Batman Forever stuff? <laughs> yeah, I think Forever's it's got the formula at least of its staying power is nostalgia slash the last of those generation of Batman movies that was watchable because right after that you had Batman and Robin and no one I mean very few people could care less about that movie nostalgia or not here's how much I didn't like Batman Forever 
Uh, I oh, saw yeah, because you were an the, adult when it came out. I was 10, I was, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I saw it, and I was like, I will never get And I distinctly remember I was watching an interview with the director, Joel Schumacher, and he yeah. said, it's the 90s. It's time for Batman to get over the death of his parents. What? <laughs> I was like, uh, who gave this guy the franchise? And to this day, yeah, I have never... That's I've weird, never seen that Batman, Batman and Robin. Batman. Yes. You've never seen Batman and Robin? I've never seen Batman and Robin. I dislike Batman Forever so much. I'm like, I will not give that guy another cent of my money. Or yeah, a I don't second think I of watched my time. it until like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I've certainly seen clips and memes and heard people quote lines, but I've, I've never seen that film. Good for you. Keep yeah. it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So Batman Forever turned. Yeah, if I saw that as an adult, I would have been done. I mean, that's it's so it's still watchable, but it's it's still even now hard to watch. I don't remember the last time I put it on um, maybe to watch it for the commentary from the Kevin Smith Fat Man on Batman show. No, oh, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, it's and again, I think, though, collectible wise, people just have a nostalgia for it. Um, but yeah. It is funny because I personally did just order the Batman Forever Batman 80 because, again, I'm on kind of a Batman 80 hunt right now. And I was like, damn it, I want this Funko Pop for no good reason. And I bought it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So um, so I don't think we had as much time as we would have wanted. Uh, do you want to maybe hit Star Wars another time? I don't want to take. Uh, I got a little bit more time if you want to. You sure? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so. Yeah, we'll cut it here for the, uh, if you want to hear Daniel Pickett and I's discussion on uh, the recent Star Wars stuff that's been coming out, maybe we could hit toys along with it as well to an extent, but mostly I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody <laughs> about it. It's, uh, it's been a little annoying, but it's fine, that uh, about Rise of Skywalker as well as uh, Mandalorian, or I guess I should just say I haven't uh, scheduled anything yet that has fit in, so... So if you want to hear the rest of my talk with Daniel Pickett, uh, tune into our Update Nerd Style podcast. That's Update Nerd Style here on the Comic Book INTL Network. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, Rise of Skywalker, and the toys um, that they're based on, or the lack of toys, unfortunately, right now. Man, hope Mandalorian brings that around. As a former Star Wars collector and a guy who would probably buy more of it if there was more out there. Um, yeah, man, tune in for that. All right, collectors, so again, this is uh, part two of the episode. We're doing some cues to your A's and A's to your cues on our at DC Collecticast on Instagram. That's at DC Collecticast on Instagram. Uh, we post questions to our stories, uh, to our feeds, and thank you so much for answering them, and here are the answers to your questions. All right, so this is from at shadow underscore of underscore the underscore bat underscore 1939 on Instagram. Um, this is on the McFarlane slash Spin Master lockout. So once again, Target uh, had Spin Master toys that they would put out and some places McFarlane toys that they would put out, but you weren't allowed to buy them <laughs> uh, until January 19th. So it was just kind of crazy. And it said, uh, my Target had the McFarlane ones out and I was happy as a clam going to the checkout counter. They didn't ring up and the manager said they couldn't sell them yet. That is crazy. Um, if you guys have been following me, uh, at DC Collecticast on Instagram, Benjamin David, that was happening to me at my Target here on the Jersey Shore, and I was just 
buying them anyway. So I would take them up to the counter. They didn't have any McFarlane until tonight. Uh, this is recorded on, on the 19th uh, when everything is out now, which was a lot of fun tonight to see. But, it, you know, this was before that. And there was, uh, I'd bring up, the, you know, a couple Spin Master toys, whatever they would have, Slim Pickens. And they would, it said in the self-checkout both times, locked out until, or not, Unable to sell until 119. Unable to sell until 119. Both nights that I did it, and but both nights I was nice enough to have an attendant come up, a cashier come up, the whoever was attending the self checkout, and they swiped their Target card, and I was able to buy those. Um, and in which case I got the four inch Batman uh, armor, the uh, yeah the Mega Gear Batman armor, and I also got uh, the Batman Clayface two pack with the exclusive Batman and the Bat Cycle, as well as two of the um, two-inch mystery figs. Sorry, the uh, two-inch Batman mystery figs. I was looking at the containers right now. So that's what I got, and that, uh, that's what I have to say about the lockout myself. But thank you once again to uh, at Shadow of the Bat 1939 on Instagram. All right, this one's from at Batman Animated. Uh, been helping me out a lot with the Batman black and white, the Batman 80 black and white mini figs from DC Collectibles. These are the three and three quarter uh, mini fig blind bags, mystery figs, whatever you want to call them, uh, from DC Collectibles. They've been a lot of fun. Series 2 especially uh, is the Bruce Tim one. So that's what Batman Animated uh, was telling me about. So I put on Instagram, I finally scooped up a few hoping for the Bruce Tim fig. So I got two of Series 2 and one of Series 1. There's three series that uh, are available at Walmart. I have not been finding these anywhere else. Uh, not that I've been looking hard anywhere else. I just found them at my local Walmart, so I keep going back. <laughs> but they're certainly not a target. Um, and at Batman Animated said, hard figure to find. That He's talking about the Bruce Tim uh, mystery villain, which is available, once again, in Series 2. So he goes, because uh, I'm like, I'm hoping for that, being an animated guy myself. And he goes, uh, hard figure to find. Went through six boxes just to get one. LOL. So uh, thank you to at Batman Animated. All right, so this one's from Deirdre Cross. Uh, Deirdre is D-E-I-R, and then it's just Cross, C-R-O-S-S. Uh, the question was about the DC Funkoverse games. So these are the new Funko games that are out uh, with DC and other themes. Uh, so this one was from us. The question is, and again, at DC Collecticast on Instagram, has anyone ever played these DC Funkoverse games? Thoughts? I uh, found this one tonight at Target for 40 bucks. There was actually another one there, I believe $24.99, uh, that was slightly smaller, but this one was $40. Bucks. Uh, Deirdre Cross said, fun games, exclamation point, especially if you like DC Comics. The Joker is so much fun to play, so I guess whatever one has the Joker in it, I think that's the bigger one. Um, again, uh, $39.99, this was at Target, I found it. I also saw these at Barnes & Noble uh, as well. And then Deirdre added, the best way to learn... Uh, excuse me, the best way to learn this one is by watching the how to play videos online. But there's a quick start guide in the print, which is pretty easy. That is good to know, and I said to her, uh, my response to that as well on Instagram um, was like a lot of these games, I think there was, I forget the name of it, but it was one of Almost Gotham, if I'm not mistaken. The name of the Batman the Animated Series. Uh, game that they had made and apparently that it was very confusing and a lot of games can be you know oh it's in this franchise that i love it's in batman it's in the animated and then it's it's too hard to play which just doesn't make it fun so um that's pretty cool that you know the best way to learn this one she's given a, a tip how to play videos but there's a quick start guide which is pretty easy that you know they provide instructions that aren't too hard and that the game's not too hard so thank you once again dear Cross.
So this is slightly off topic uh, when it comes to collectibles, but very on topic for DC. And it's about the Birds of Prey trailer, uh, the second, the final trailer probably uh, for the Birds of Prey movie that's coming out next month. So I posted uh, thoughts on the new Birds of Prey trailer. Uh, at Volpe Jeff on Instagram is V-O-L-P-E Jeff. Uh, yet another mediocre cinematic DC outing. Ouch. <laughs> uh, at Bat Vader Speed Racer. Stoked. At Danny Rab, that's Danny uh, R-A-B. I'm jacked. Some more positivity there and as well as stoked. <laughs> uh, at Silky underscore Bob underscore posing. Lame. That is with six A's in that lame. So we're back to some negativity there. <laughs> uh, at Geek Haven, Jan, 86. Think slash wondering emoji. Uh, yeah, it was like kind of unsure, I'm assuming. And then at Art of Alex Lopez. That's Art of Alex Lopez. I like the first one better. I like the first trailer better. Um, me personally... I am not excited for this movie. I don't think that this trailer made it look any better than it did before. But again, this one's not for me. Um, I think especially for collectibles. It's like none of them are in their suits. This could be a lot more fun collector-wise and just DC fan-wise. And um, It's all right. Not everything's made for me or us. Uh, Bat, or Sorry, it was made for you, Bat Vader Speed Racer. And there is uh, about 50% positivity in there that I saw from these comments. So thanks, guys. All right, so this is a question we put in our story on the McFarlane animated Superman figure, uh, the McFarlane multiverse animated Superman figure. So our question uh, at DC Collected Cast, what do you guys think of McFarlane Superman animated fig? At Silky underscore Bob underscore posing, one of the weaker in the line, but still cool. Um, at Cody, S-H, excuse me, at Cody, C-O-D-Y-S-C-H-L, I like it except for his hair in the back where his hair meets his neck, looks too long. <laughs> and this is uh, my own parentheses, a.k.a. pre-mullet. It does look like a pre-mullet. There is uh, an animated Batman comic. It wasn't quite in the in the animated series, but in the comic, there was a version, um, and it was a Batman-Superman team-up, where he, I think it's World's Finest, if I'm not mistaken, the one, but the comic version, and he's got the mullet. Uh, don't quote me on that. I know it's a team-up, and I know he's got the animated mullet. But this is like a pre-mullet. I know what you mean. Um, it's funny that you like it except for that. It's one of the reasons I do like it. I like that they took a bit of a liberty with it that McFarlane did that. So that's funny um, to hear more commentary on that. And then AFI, Action Figure Insider. Um, so either this episode or if, uh, the, the next episode here on DC Collecticast is going to be with uh, returning, recurring guests and close friend of the show, um, Daniel Pickett at Action Figure Insider, a beast of an online toy journalist. And uh, AFI said, not impressed. It's like they were designed from memory instead of actual control art. Um, can't argue with you on that because technically you're right. It's not straight off the animated screen, as I say, uh, like with DC collectibles. But what I like about it is that it is an interpretation. Um, and then, you know, McFarlane has like their own version of the animated. It, at this point, the animated stuff is as ingrained into and a part of and contributed to, um, dominated in many ways, the current, you know, state of Batman and stuff. So it, it's its own like version of the comics at this point, right? So why not allow McFarlane to maybe put a spin on that? But I totally see what you're saying. Um, it is definitely not 
designed uh, <laughs> from the actual control art. And then finally, uh, at Geek Haven Jan 86, the fire emoji. Uh, yeah, I think this thing is fire. I like it. I'm not an animated, or I'm sorry, I'm not a Superman guy, uh, but I am an animated guy. And I don't even know if they were going to do, like, I never even got the DC collectible Superman animated figure, but I would get this one. I just like it for the version that they did and uh, a mullet on anybody. That's one of the reasons I love uh, Nightwing. It's just such a 90s version of something. So thanks, guys. All right, so again, you can find AFI Action Figure Insider uh, at actionfigureinsider.com, and then it's at Action Figure Insider on Instagram. Daniel Pickett, uh, brilliant toy and pop culture journalist, as you just heard. Again, tune in for the uh, Star Wars crossover on Update Nerd Style. Uh, and then thank you guys so much for the Qs to the As and the As to the Qs on our Instagram. Follow us at DC Collecticast on Instagram. Uh, we post questions to our stories or just uh, to the feed. So follow us for the Qs and the As. And thanks once again, guys. Mm-hmm.